What's up, you guys? Welcome to the first episode of The, the Realist. Fuck yeah. yeah. So excited. I don't think uh, you understand how difficult it is to get four busy entrepreneurial women in the same room at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's taken a minute, but to introduce ourselves, my name is Shelby. I am Samantha. I am Naisha or Mika Days or whatever you want to call me. I'm Sunny, Sunny Mars. Don't call me anything else. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about what we each kind of do. Let people know a little bit about who we are. Naisha, do you want to start? Oh, sure. Um, Okay, Jamaican born, moved to Utah a few years ago. Uh, My sister, Sunny, and I and our parents, we own a Jamaican restaurant in Park City, Utah. I used to teach at Millennium Dance Complex in Salt Lake City. I have a group called Lapums that I'm directing hey, in Salt Lake. Yeah. Oh, shake um, that ass. We've done World of Dance. You know, we're bringing dance hall culture here. So I have a lot going on. And I'm a mom. You're a badass bitch. Yeah. So are you, bitch. All you bitches. <laughs> okay, on to my sister, I believe, Sunny. I'm Sunny, Jamaican-born, Montego Bay, hey, Jamaica, big up, big up yeah, mafia. Yeah. Get it. Um, also raised in Brooklyn for a little bit, and now I'm here in Utah. Um, <laughs> loving Utah. I'm an entrepreneur, a Pro Tools audio engineer, a musician, entrepreneur, 11th house Jamaican food, and I'm also partner with my sister at La Pooms, also partner of The Realist, <laughs> and I'm also momager. To my daughter, Yaya, that I'm managing her music career and producing her music. I'm also a student of Berkeley Online. That's a school of music. A fashion designer in technical damn. and also design. So I have my degree in that as well. God damn. So I'm just going to pass that on to Shelby. I caught it. <laughs> What's up? What's crackalackin'? What's crackalackin'? Um, hi, my name is Shelby. And uh, I do a multitude of things as well. I am an esthetician and I do full body waxing. That's the main thing that I do. And yes, it's very fun. Full body waxing for both women and men, might I add. A lot of men get waxed. You wouldn't think about it. Yes, Um, they do. Yes, they do. (laughs) We'll have to have a segment talking about my wild fucking experiences with that. (laughs) Um, Uh Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, So I do full body waxing. I also am doing tooth gems, which is really fucking cute and exciting. Um, What else do I do? I also am a mom. Yes. Yes. (laughs) To the mother. I am a mom to two little babies. My son is two and a half. My daughter is 10 months. So they are babies. Um, I'm a mom. I also am doing this podcast, obviously. Um, I'm also an event planner. I own an event planning company and it's amazing. So we do lots of things over here. Yes, yes we do. Yes, we do. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sharing a mic today. You guys, we had some technical difficulties. Girl, you don't We had just know. a few. My name is Samantha. My main thing that I do is that I am a birth worker. I am a doula. Uh, I love it so much. It's my favorite, like, just being present with women or individuals who are giving birth is just pure magic. Um, I also, I also write. I'm working on a children's book and also like a fantasy novel. Oh yeah, and I manage a store uh, in Park City, at where I was 
born and raised. And I also, I have a few other jobs too. But so just... we're basically a bunch of crazy people. Yeah. And, okay. She's forgetting mm-hmm. one thing, guys. I'm just going to throw it out there because she's like totally downplaying herself. This bitch can dress. <laughs> okay. Her fashion, take it from me I as like a fashion designer. She's a cool ass bitch. Yeah. She's fucking top tier. Okay. Okay. Top tier. <laughs> I am just like living my like teen dream now that I can afford things. I like to play dress up. I'm ready to go on that jet plane. Let's go. Yacht me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Love it. Okay. Um, so let's just, you know, chit chat for a little bit. What's going on? How are we feeling? You guys, okay, let's let's give you a little insight onto how our morning has been today. Our week has been a little crazy. Oh my gosh, they we started off with a car crash. January starting 1st. off strong. Just put all your starting the year, year off with a bang. Ten thousand dollars worth. Jesus Christ. You okay. know what? Thank God for like full coverage. Could you imagine if I have to pay ten thousand out of pocket? So, I have something to say about that. I'm so sorry, Shelby. No, go ahead. You motherfuckers, stop not putting full coverage on your car. That's just like full coverage when you get into an accident. That's the best thing. Yeah, stop being a cheap ass. Stop being a cheap ass. Liability (laughs) is the worst. Like you get nothing from it, okay? Full coverage, you get your car covered. You might even get some money back if you get whiplash. I wonder if we could get sponsored by a car insurance company. That'd be company. great. <laughs> State Farm. This is coming from okay. Allstate. <laughs> hey, State Farm, Allstate, hit State us up. State Farm, I love Geico. you. Because I'm like, hey. Stop being a cheap ass, please. <laughs> please, $500 is all you have to pay. <laughs> Fucking life savings by switching to Allstate. To Geico. <laughs> I'm going to send this segment to them. You should, you should. Yeah, but it's a good start. I'm happy that we're alive. Yes. We're alive. We're We're so happy you guys are safe. Uh, I'm scared to drive. That's okay. You know, it's trauma. It's that thing called trauma, you know. But other than that, like we're running a good restaurant. It's making good money this year. Oh, yeah. The name of the restaurant? 11th House Jamaican Food, Park City, Utah. Park City, Utah. Yes, guys. And just for you guys who don't really understand how to spell that, it's one one. (laughs) H is in Harry, A is in Apple, <laughs> U is in Umbrella, and Z is in Zebra. Don't laugh at me, motherfuckers. <laughs> Eleven that house. That was great. <laughs> Jamaican. And yes, we are authentic. Authentic. Okay, you are authentic. Yeah. What about you, Sam and Shelby? How's your week been? Um, our week was good. My week was good. I'm speaking for you. <laughs> I hope you had a good week. <laughs> I did have a good week. I just got back into town. I was in New York. We got to do the Alicia Keys. Welcome to New York. Okay, that song. <laughs> that was horrible. That was awful. <laughs> I, I was like, New York. Yeah, there, you go. there we go. I, I hesitated because like downtown Manhattan, that song is playing everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Like the people in the... Uh, little bicycle taxis that charge you like $60 a minute yeah. blasting wait Alicia Keys did you just say $60 a minute it's not you're over exaggerating okay I'm like wait hold on um don't quote me on that but that song is playing literally everywhere and I did like that song and then I was like 
Alicia Keys. And then it was like, they look like 13 year old girls to me. They're probably 21, but they're like hanging out of the sunroof, like with the taxi blasting it. And they were Snapchatting, just being like, ah, I'm like, girl, live your best life. I like, hell yeah, you're having a moment. Enjoy that. But I am, I am bored. Do you know what the, do you know what the funny (laughs) thing about that is? Those bitches are probably not from New York. No, they definitely are not. Um, it was cute though. It was, it looked fun. I have a new client um, who's due in February, and I'm just like super excited about that. So if I ever have another baby, you're my girl, the doula. I can't promise you that though because I don't plan on pushing out another baby. Shit, that's hard work. Yeah, it is. A child is like a handbag you can never get rid of. <laughs> Or your broke best friend. My yes, little broke it best is friend. your broke best friend. I got two roommates that don't pay rent. It's annoying. Oh, they need to shit. step it up. Step it up. They will one day. No, we had a good week, though. We had it a good was, week. It was, yeah, it was. this morning, though, you know, we had a great morning setting up. It was exciting getting everything ready for the podcast. I broke my fingernail off. It's bleeding. <laughs> So thank God for band-aids and Tylenol. Thank God for baby shark band-aids and Tylenol. <laughs> so we started off the morning strong. I broke Naisha's uh, tripod. Girl. With my ass. ass. Can we get a clip of that ass? That ass. No. <laughs> the camera was like, oh my God, ass. That ass. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let y'all just finish. You know, your your friendship is worth more than a tripod, so it's all good. If I was a crazy uh, materialistic so bitch. She means if she was 25. If I was 25, I would have been like, bitch, my tripod. And still in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, been you fighting you just got done talking about how you beat some girl's ass. I beat asses when I was younger, but mm-hmm. not anymore. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. We're grown. We're too spiritual for that. Mm-hmm. The words of the spirit shall speak. <laughs> not the fist. The tongue. The I tongue. have to walk away when I get to that level. I'm like, okay, I'm about to beat this bitch ass. Time to leave. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> Time to go home. The look in Mika's <laughs> eyes right now. <laughs> I don't even like my temper, honestly. So I'm just like, calm down, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Walk Jesus. with me, Father. <laughs> Okay, we should probably get into topic. <laughs> Let's get into our first topic, you guys, which might be a hot topic uh, for our audience listening in Utah. 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 People working together. Utah. Utah. With its mountains and valleys. Utah. This is the motherfucking place. Yes. Utah. <laughs> That's right. So if you don't know where we're from, we're from Utah. Uh, We live here, and it's interesting to say the least. It is. I think coming from all of us, we can all say we don't really fit into Utah culture here. We don't, but we make it happen. We make it work. We have each other. Um, But let's talk about it. Utah culture. Utah bitches. Who wants to start first? Utah dudes. I uh, I remember the first time we moved here, and I I got a job at Cicero's in Park City. And they were like, we're going to have an employee party. So, you know, my sister and I were from New York City. We got all dolled up. We was looking so cute. Walked into the party, people. They had on T-shirts and flip-flops. I was like, what the fuck is going on? No one gets dressed. 
You and I talk about this all it's the time. It's ridiculous to me. It's like when you and I went to that R&B show. I'm standing there in this sea of people. I swear to God, I was the only woman wearing heels at this show. Yeah. And we're out. We're out. My thing is like... People were wearing like dirty ass t-shirts and fucking <laughs> shoes. It's horrible. Like... Self-care is a is a part of looking good. We should have that topic. Okay. Yeah. I know Self-care. a lot of people are not religious, but it does says in the Bible, Jesus is like, look your best. I want you to be in diamonds and gold. You're damn that, right. That's Jesus right there. So Jesus. I'm going to look good. You should always look good. Agreed. That's how you feel good. It, I never knew I had to... so much in common with Jesus. You do, girl. Until now. So yeah, much. You do. You do. He is Same. the bomb diggity. He is. Okay. He wants us to be our best. Yeah, for me, I think, I don't know. I just think people here, it's kind of like I see what others are doing and then I do. I, I call Utah the fit in club. Yes. Where everyone kind of wants to fit keeping in. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. And they want to kind of just look at me. I'm with the crowd that's popular. Like, fuck you guys. It's the beehive mentality. Yes. We're the really? beehive state with a beehive and mentality. Sam, Sam, you've been here for, you grew up. You were born here, right? I, yeah. I so was you born can, here, and right. um, Park City, for those who don't know, is kind of a liberal bubble in Utah. Which is where we live. And uh, growing up there, I my family's not religious, and you know we still had the LDS influence right. in Park City. And I, I mean, I feel like you can't really go a couple blocks without a church or a seminary that's true building you know it's just it's utah it's the mecca for this religion but i had friends of all different spectrums of religions and i was very curious my parents let me you know experiment and explore but um the lds church was the most ostracizing for me like every other church was very welcoming when i wanted to just come in and see what was going on and listen and have my own views but the lds church was very uh not welcoming the people were but yeah. the f- facilities themselves were not so well, it was like, hard for me to fit in yeah because i was kind of a witchy weirdo and people had their their groups and yeah. i eventually fell in with the stoners nice <laughs> you know we like yeah Snoop dog dog <laughs> first i was a, a thespian drama nerd and then i was a, a stoner Quite Girl, Jamaicans, time. majority of us are stoners. I'm trying to stop. But. Yeah, Utah culture is is strange. So I grew up down in St. George, Utah, okay. which um, for those of you that uh, don't know, so St. George is even more, in my opinion, more conservative, less diverse, less, you know, open-minded than even Salt Lake. And so that's where I grew up. It's gotten better. I'll give it that credit from when I grew up, but it still has a long, long way to go. And I remember this memory is like so stuck in my mind. My family's amazing. They're very open, wonderful people. And I went to a performing arts high school. I transferred, yes, I transferred from my normal middle school to a performing arts high school. I grew up dancing my whole life, all of that good stuff, and um, wanted to be immersed in the arts. And I remember my grandmother, you know, transferred me to this school, and we had a lady in our neighborhood that said, don't you know there's gay people there? Oh, (gasps) my God. And my grandmother, being the woman that she is, she was like, you know it's not contagious, right? Like, it's not a big deal. 
That's so rude. And I just like, I so, I just, that memory is forever stuck in my mind. And of course, you know, the way my grandmother handled, handling it as well, just being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> she apparently had Jesus and she was no, yeah, but that's no. part of our church, Mm-mm. but that's not what it's about. And so it just was like so crazy growing up in that environment. But then once I got to that school, I mean, everyone was very open there. So I had my little bubble when Ooh. I was at school of, of really great, open-minded, wonderful people. Um, but yeah. It's very interesting. We might have to take a break here in a minute before we start our next topic. I want to talk about when we first moved um, to Park City, Mika and I being Jamaicans from Montego Bay to Park City, (laughs) to Brooklyn, to Park City. The funny thing for me is in movies, I would always see people bringing people cookies at their homes. Yes. And this lady came with cookies or like a ton, tons of people. And I'm like, these bitches are trying to murder us. Yeah, we were like, or they look at you and wave hi, and hi. we're like, do you fucking know her? Maybe some people are genuine, but that's another topic. It was just too happy. Just, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? We'll talk about that next I time, okay, guys? It. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you guys. We needed a quick break. Make sure we're all good to go. We lost some video footage, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's our first one. So this episode is going to be all audio. Anyways, let's get going on to our second topic. Yes, which is? Which is? Um, anybody? Dating. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm like, which one is it? Dating in Utah. Dating in Utah. Ain't happening. Yikes. Okay. Um, yeah, a little bit scary, a little bit questionable, a little bit shady. Sunny? <laughs> Why me? Because of the face you're making. Dating dating in Utah is okay if you understand the culture and you just understand that these every man in every state or every country is built different. Yeah. It's just according to the culture. You have to go like, after the ones here. Yeah, like these guys here, they like when you call them. Hell no. They like when you're like, I'm interested. Mm-mm. If you're the girl that, and I'm not saying all of you guys, I do not want to generalize. If you're calling them, if you're liking things that they like, and it's kind of like a 50-50 thing to me in Utah. They're not like, what is it called? Chivalry yeah. type. So yeah. basically you're telling me that women are the men and men are the <laughs> no, bitches. No, that's not what I'm saying. But that's what it feels like here. <laughs> For you. <laughs> I'm just saying for most guys here, I feel like the guys here are a bit more sensitive. Sensitive and a little bit like meek. Yes. Oh so, my God. so it's like, kind of like, mm. yeah, that's why they, most of the time they like their women submissive, but more. A lady in a, in they want to break you. No, they don't want to, they don't want a lady. They, they get, want a, they want a mommy. Do their laundry and do the dishes and clean the house and have food ready on the table and they don't want you to say shit about it. And that's why I don't have no fucking man. Because I'm like, not that woman. And I'm not placing everyone in the same bubble, but from what I've encountered, they also like when you flirt and sleep with their friends. Some of them. <gasps> not me. Some of them in Utah. Yes, no. they do. Ew. They don't give a shit. It's not like, a homie hopper. I'm just saying. No. There's an underground culture I chime to in it. here. I don't think that this is exclusive to Utah. I think that it's just the time that we're in Thank where you. dating changed in yes. our generation mm-hmm. because there's just so many options right now. Yeah. And everything is just quite convoluted. Yeah. I, I think it's hard for people to 
reach out and get what they want. Like, I don't yeah. know what it is. If it's, it, I don't know if the fear of rejection has been amplified because of social media and the fact that it's this instant message where you yep. can just say whatever you want yes. without repercussions mm -hmm. and you can be mean mm -hmm. or you can just say nothing at all. But I have to say, this is the first culture that I've been in that's a pussy on the forehead culture. <laughs> Please explain. In this culture, it's just so forward where the pussy's on the forehead. You can meet a guy and within four hours, six hours, you're fucking. Well, some women can do that. It's just something within this culture. Can I that say I something? We have the pussy power. Women have so much power. Without us, what are they going to get? You know what I mean? But in Utah, I feel like in general, we're in a point in our generation where women are as equal as men are, so they don't have to work as hard to yeah. be a man. I also think a big part of it, kind of going off of what Sam said, is with social media now, it's always the grass is greener. On the, and it's and not. And you can have someone that's really great. You can have someone that is a great partner and whatever, right? But we have social media. So it's like you're always scrolling. And of course, there's beautiful people in the world. There's, there they're is. never going to go away. Mm -hmm. But the fact is now that they're right in front of our face and they're so easily accessible through social media and through different, you know, ways of communicating that, you know, all it takes is to shoot a quick little DM That's to someone true. that you think is hot or sexy or whatever, while you have someone here right next to your side that might be a great partner, but yet you see someone that... So where's the self-control? Well, exactly. So That's where it comes in. Where's the boundaries? Where's the morals? Well, and I think where is the line between you personally feeling like you're settling for a partner mm -hmm. versus you know, going after what you want and thinking you deserve better because, you know, you might, yeah. depending on the relationship that you're in. But I think, you know, it really takes some self-love and some mm -hmm. self-reflection to be like, hey, am I thinking the grass is greener because me and my partner had a stupid fight today and they really are a good person and a great partner to me? Or is this a toxic, terrible relationship that I need to get out of before I start looking at other people? Exactly. Then I don't think people do that. If you see someone, you want to date them, you want to sleep with them, it's your prerogative. Yes, because it's your vagina. Like, it's your vagina, it's your, your penis. penis. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, are you spreading yourself so thin that after a while, your security becomes insecurity? When a woman sleeps with a man, we take in their energy as women. We, we take in everything the that energy. they have. We take in all of them. We keep it as women. It's so funny. It's crazy. So for me, I just feel like, well, I've been single for a while, and it's because I know what I want. Girl, mm, Jesus mm. needs to come and send me Boaz. Where you at? Boaz, where you, where you at, at, Boaz? Boaz. <laughs> <laughs> I've been single for a minute because I'm very picky. And I realized that I had issues within myself that I needed to change and garbage that I needed to kind of empty within. Yeah. Because you don't realize that you're bringing something to the table. You are also in charge of your life, the relationship, and you can't get annoyed at the littlest things. Like, no one's perfect. You're going to find that person where the imperfections you can live with. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the key to love because no one's perfect. Can I deal with this person's pros and, and their, their cons? cons. Exactly. But that's the thing that, that's an issue there where people have an issue in their relationship and then they go, 
you know, open their phone and they look at, oh, well, I can have ABC all the way to yep. Z Too options. many options. And working on a relationship <laughs> is, it's hard. Look into yourself and see what you're also, what your behavior is doing to your partner. Mm-hmm. It's not just one-sided. It's not. And working on that relationship, A, some people just don't know how to do it. Um, B, some people are afraid and they don't want to speak their truth because they don't know how. They don't know how to ask for what they want. I think speaking your truth in a relationship is so important, but I don't always think it's because you don't know how. It could be because of a past relationship. It's a huge thing that I've been learning because speaking my truth in a multitude of my past relationships was not okay to do. Um, and so, and I know a lot of women and a lot of people have experienced that, but it is so important that once you get out of that relationship, that you actually address that issue. Yeah. Because if you want a healthy relationship, you have to be able to speak up and speak up in a healthy way and understand that if someone can't handle your truth, you need to leave. You need to leave. Yeah. So totally agree with you. The dark side to that is that we are all from different cultures. Yeah, and a lot of us right now are in intertwining, whether it's, what is it, interracial. We're all intertwining cultures. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, because it's how they, they well, see It's how their, they were raised. Also, how- this is the feminist movement. It's everything is changing and women do feel more safe to speak up for what they want, um, especially when they are... Uh, in a culture that really straps them down or um, shames them for doing so. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of those situations, wherever that may be, you know, it's still a huge thing, but women are speaking out, they're speaking up, and it is a feminist movement, but um, it also cause and effect, right? Mm -hmm. And so now men are trying to find their place in that, whether they want to be an advocate or... Um, they're forced into that because they're like, why am I single? Why are all these women? It's like everybody is going through this change right now. Yeah. And it's our responsibility to figure out how we want to react. Yeah. Really looking at yourself and seeing where do my responsibilities lie in this movement? Because either you move or you stay still. You stay still. Yeah. And everyone knows what being stagnant, I mean, that's the definition of insanity is just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over, and over again. again. Yeah. And I think a lot of this toxic masculinity that is arising comes from them not wanting to budge. On behalf of the men, men were taught... Not to cry. You, yeah, not to cry. You're not a provider for the home. You go out, you work, you come home, you get a hot plate of food... You have sex, you go to bed, you repeat, you go out with your friends. So men are actually more so than women taught not to express their emotions. Well, and I think um, men have also been taught that their self-worth and their self-image is is directly tied to how much money they make Yep, and directly tied to their productivity. All of those things are important. They're very important. They are important Mm -hmm. things that, you know, shouldn't be just forgotten about. But I think it needs to be understood and, like, start to be taught that, like, you know, I look at my son and I'm like, your self-worth is not tied to how much money you make. Exactly. Your self-worth is tied to who you are. 
right? And how much money you make and mm -hmm. how pro productive you are and all of those things are going to be things that elevate you, not define you. And things that can elevate the people around you. Mm -hmm. And in turn, right, that can build up your self-image. But I think, you know, men having their self-image so closely tied to those things has been detrimental yeah, to everybody. To everybody. Because the man is supposed to be the leader of the household. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that. I believe, I, I do. I believe that too. I think I believe that I too. Do I do believe that men are the handle and women are, are the them. hammerhead. Is Saying it the other in, way around? Um, yeah. My big fat Greek wedding or whatever, when yeah. she was like, the, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. Yeah. So that is what it's based on. It's two people coming together and supporting one another. You know what I mean? And I think that's a good point. It's two people because there's this whole other movement arising with, um, you know, gender norms and people identifying as what they believe or who they are born to be. Um, gender roles have changed in, ge in so general. Funny. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have changed where the woman yeah. is like making the money and the man is at and home. And it's finding a partner that, um, is the yin to your yang. Exactly. And finding something that works, but really establishing who is in that role. And whether it be, okay, maybe my partner who identifies as male mm -hmm. is taking a more typical, stereotypical feminine role of the household. Of the house. And that's fine. And There's nothing fine. wrong with that. But I think it's establishing those roles I think that's important. Do you know yeah. what the problem is, though? When the man takes that role, the, the woman wants to emasculate. A lot of times yeah, we find the woman... Yeah, that's a huge problem. But some men like that. <laughs> well, I don't want shame. no man to want to... Well, want and, and that's where it comes back to self-reflection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to be in a partnership, you have to respect that person. And it doesn't matter, man, woman, whoever, whoever you're with. You have to have respect I, for them. Yes. I agree. And if you think that just because your man is the one that's staying home and you're the one going out making money and you feel like that it gives you a right to emasculate them or talk down to them, you know, that's not okay. And that's where it takes self-reflection to be like, why are you with them? Yeah. You know, you should be able to give your partner your full respect no matter what role okay. each other is I'm going to be the villain. My man is not staying home with no fucking baby. <laughs> You're going to go out there. I don't think there. that's a villain standpoint. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, that's just what I want. I want that too. I um, want you to be in your masculine. <laughs> there's nothing, in us. There's yeah. nothing wrong with being in your feminine. If you need to step in your masculine to be happier, then do that. Well, and I think, I know if I can speak for myself on this, and I feel like I can. you guys will relate to it. And I think part of that, because I relate heavily to that as well, is that when I'm with a man, I want him to be in his masculine, his oh, divine I love that masculine, shit. and just be a man you know what I'm I mean animal and but I think part of that rip shit off we have very strong personalities yeah we do and yeah. I don't want to feel like I can just run my man over oh, hell with, no. with my personality no. with anything you know what I mean it's like I don't want to feel like I can dominate you you if know what I'm I mean feeling we that need, way we I need to leave. be able to like I leave. We need so, it sorry, needs guys. to mesh. I need to feel like I can dominate you sometimes in the bedroom. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, bedroom is a little different. I am not. <laughs> what? What? So that brings up, so for me, I kind of have a different experience because I am bisexual. So I've had different mm -hmm. relationships and I tend to take a more feminine role when I'm with a man. I want to have that be very masculine. And when I'm with a woman, I take on a masculine energy. Mm -hmm. 
and I want someone who's very feminine. Um, Sam's like, Sam's like, Sam's I like, need you to be I'm a switch. <laughs> you gotta be a pretty bitch, <laughs> and we gon' we gon' we gon' turn you up. But it, it's confusing place. for me. I I just uh, yeah, it's hard for me to establish those roles, and then also when I'm flipping back and forth from uh, relationships from male to female, I kind of have to like check myself. Because also sometimes I do present myself with that masculine energy and then it kind of changes the relationship and then I'm unhappy and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm kind of taking on this role where I would prefer to be more feminine in this relationship than have to freaking sometimes you have hold to up be your masculine, goddamn trousers. Sometimes I think you have to be masculine in a relationship. Makes. I feel like you have to be sometimes in, with, yeah. like you have to let them know like what the fuck are you doing? There's a time you know and a place. I mean? like, just like they you will say to you, what are you doing? Yeah. I wish you guys could have seen Naisha's face just now when she said that. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? So that's my problem. Like I realize that I'm very dominant. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to be a little bit more submissive. Oh my God. Just I, a, Jamaican women, we want to beat their ass. Can I say but, yeah, go ahead, Sunny. When you said you're very dominant, I'm like, dominate that dick. <laughs> yes, I do. Your second merge. Yes, I, I do. All day, every Coming day. Coming soon on a t-shirt near you. Dominate, dominate that, that dick. dick. <laughs> Real oh or strap on? <laughs> yeah. I oh hate God. you guys. Oh, God. Uh, dominate that dick. Uh, I can't. You know, it's the double D's over here. We dominate in dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you better dominate, ladies. Don't don't lie around like a dead fish. It's a problem. Oh, oh, okay. Can I just say something before we take another break, ladies? And this is another topic Learn to, to work have. Those hips. I'm tired of men in Utah calling you guys dead trout. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, that's a topic for another day. Let's take a break. All right, you guys, I think that is where we're going to wrap up our first episode. Yay! Round of applause. I'm so proud of us for being mm -hmm. able to create this beautiful thing. And I hope that you guys listening continue to share, download, go follow us on Instagram, The Realist Podcast with three underscores. Follow us all individually as well. And we're going to continue to keep it real with you guys with every single episode that we come out. As of right now, we're going to have about one episode a month and we're going to ramp it up. We're so excited. We hope you guys love the podcast. We can't wait to just continue to grow and move forward. That's The Realist. That's The Realist. The Realist. Keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby.